Hey, this is Joe Namath, and uh, they say it ain't easy being green. Are you ready? The New York Jets can beat anybody in the world, and I think we're going to win next Sunday. The New York Jets. I think Jet fans. Jet fans. Jet fans. Jet fans. Jet fans. Jet fans. Very passionate. Very passionate. Thank you, all you fans. They got their guy. Darnold falling to the Jets. Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold. That's such an upside. I think Jet fans. Very passionate. Brady sucks. Don't be sucks. Call the number, leave Everybody and welcome to the latest edition of the Ain't Easy Being Green podcast, broadcasting to you live from beautiful, amazing, picturesque Crystal Lake Studios in Putnam Valley, New York. My name is Keith Farrell. I am joined, as always, by my colleague and co-host, the biggest Jet fan in the state of Texas, Michael Lagaris. Everybody, what's up, baby? And as always, show contributor. <laughs> Which we're going to get into in a moment, everyone. Yep. Contributor to the show, a guy who puts in a tremendous effort every single week, correspondent, comedic relief for the show, the big stinking Wookiee, the majestic beast, Nicholas Cronk, everyone. What's up, everybody? And the only reason you got a weird introduction is because we're getting Mike thrown out there that we're getting some love, some time for the show, yep. the beats, the production, the drop-ins. That's definitely not me. And maybe we gotta let everyone know. We gotta let them behind the curtain here. Now, now to get Wookie on the show seamlessly, we said you were the man behind the glass. Right? Don't look behind the curtain. No. Behind the curtain's actually me. Pay no attention. Doing all of these things. Of course. And so I just want to make course. sure if anyone's giving love out, I want all the accolades. Absolutely. I want all the adulation. 100%. I want the attention. Yep. I want the props. Yep. Everyone know that. I'm gonna put that out there in the universe, guys. If you're hearing those beats and you like them, represent, baby, because it's coming from Crystal Lake Studios. <laughs> Michael. 50th episode of AEBG. Yeah. We have had the Wookiee riding with us for the last 30 episodes, yep. killing it. Yep. Uh, guys, 50 episodes in, tremendous. Sometimes people start a podcast, guess what? No one listens. No one gives a crap. And sometimes they'll still do 50 episodes. Yeah. Didn't happen with us, though. We've been steamrolling through, right gaining up. momentum, gaining popularity, gaining followers. Thank you, everyone, for listening to us. Very, very excited to be at number 50. And also, I'm excited, Michael, because week one of the NFL is upon us. It is. It is. And we're about to go and see what this team really looks like in live action against the Buffalo Bills on Sunday. It's going to be very exciting. This is like the this is like Christmas time. It's the best time of the year. It is. You know, this, this time of year, if you're a completely psychotic sports fan, which I am, which the Wookiee is, which many of my friends are, this time of year is just it's just it's the it. wheelhouse of sports. You know MLB playoffs are coming. You know right around the corner NBA is going to kick off. You know hockey's starting up. Yep. The Jets, the Giants kicking off. Notre Dame football, college football in general is kicking it off. It's so good. I mean, usually in November there's big boxing matches. You, yep. you just can't you can't beat this time of year. And we have done a whole bunch of podcasts in between the last game of last season. Right. And right now, we have not been able to do a game preview in a while. I cannot wait to talk about the Bills and talk about that game, Mike. Talk about week one. Talk about real football that matters and counts. Watch the Jets get out there with Adam Gase at the wheel, calling the plays, and see what the offense looks like. Get into all those things. But before we do that, our last episode and the previous episode before that, we were talking about cuts, guys that might make the team, might not make the team. And one guy we threw out there, not as someone we thought would get cut, Mike, but just ask kind of like an outside. Think about it really happening, but you have to at least consider it a little could've, bit. Could have happened. Ja'Kai Play. Came back. Mike, that's the yeah. first guy we'll throw out there when we get into some of these cuts. I know Mike has a whole bunch of information about the cuts he wants to get to. But Mike, the first guy I want to talk about and just get to right away is Polite. Third round pick by Mikey Mack. Cut by the Jets. What's the verdict? What do you think? This is what happens when you allow someone else to draft your players and then 
the new general manager decides that they want to go in a different direction. I was very surprised by this, but then after we heard that he had been fined $100,000 for infractions within just only a couple of months, whether that was from being late or whatever, it's kind of scary how he had character concerns and then those character concerns were realized by the Jet New York Jets team. And then we find out that the Jets were um, split on Ja'Kai Polite when they drafted him. Adam Gase and Mack wanted him and Greg Williams did not want him. And I'm not sure if Greg Williams decided that, okay, I'm going to make this guy do all these different make this guy do all these different things as far as different attributes regarding being a a linebacker and not doing the one thing that he was really good at. I hate Bill Belichick, you know, but Bill Belichick has a line where he says, don't tell me what a player can't do. Show me what he can do. And I believe in that. And and I believe that Greg Williams should have used Ja'Kai Polite and in his in the one ability that he had, and that was rushing the passer, but he was making him drop into coverage and do these other things that I kind of thought, you know, the kid really had no shot in really doing that right away. You're going to redshirt him. Um, I'm not sure if he did that just to show, like, I told you this was a terrible pick, and, and that's why I look and see. But the fact is, is that he had character issues, and... He had been fined, and you know what? They just decided to cut bait with him, and guess what? He hit the waiver wire, and nobody picked him up. Not one team. Yeah, after the waiver wire had cleared, no one wanted to pay really pay him anything for this season. No. Uh, he got picked up for the practice squad by the Seahawks. Now, for this year, the Jets will save about uh, half. The Jets will save about half a million dollars this season. Next year, he is going to count for about eight hundred and forty million, eight hundred forty thousand dollars on the cap and dead money, which kind of sucks. But um, if they don't think that he's going to be part of this team in the future, if they think he had a bad attitude, if they think he was someone that wasn't going to help the team, those better players to keep on the team, then cut him. Right. I mean. I don't. Yep. I don't know. You can't keep him around just because you drafted him. And you can't worry about feeling like uh, you're embarrassing yourself by right. drafting someone in the third round and then getting rid of him. Because I know yep. you know Mike McCagan was involved in the decision, obviously. So it's not like it's not like the mountain um, Douglas is really attached to that completely. He's he's not at all. So he wasn't involved in that decision. And you know, Jakai Polite, Mike. When he got drafted, he's somebody that everybody said, oh, when he was motivated in college, could be a number, you know, a first round pick. Then there was reasons he slid to where he slid. His his interviews with teams apparently, like you heard and got tweet, tweeted out, were some of the worst ever for whatever reason. Teams are showing him the things that he wasn't doing well, and he's being defensive about it, not you know, not taking ownership or not having a good not answer the route you about it. Go. Not really the best route to go. No. And then with the Jets here, you know, I mean, he she showed nothing. But the combine, he didn't run because he was hurt. He had horrible interviews. It seemed like we might have got a steal here, and I was pretty stoked about that. And we'll see what happens with him out there with the, with Seattle. But if if you have a horrible attitude and you're a rookie, yeah, no. I mean, I mean, you you've, you're fined already a hundred thousand dollars. His signing bonus was one point one million dollars, right? So you, you're ten percent, eleven percent of your signing bonus when you're say say for instance, uh, say for instance, he washes out of the league in two years, yep. and he spends the rest of his life doing whatever someone does when they wash out of the league. If they go back into football, if they get a job in the corporate world, if they get a job, you know, more of a blue collar, whatever the case may be. Once that world hits, 
he's going to be like, damn, if I just showed up on time for a month, I'd have another $100,000. And you feel like a moron. These, yeah. these, are, these are not the decisions of someone that's really <laughs> thinking ahead, I think. And I don't think the Jets made a bad decision just off what I've heard, at least. Mike. Yeah, no, I know. I think we should ask Senor what he's got him doing down there. One thing I want to say about Polite 2 guys is that a tendency of bad teams in the NFL is they get into a situation like the Jets are in right now with Polite, where they get a player that maybe doesn't have the right attitude or they made a mistake with, and they determined to stick with the guy because yeah. they don't want to look bad. Yeah. Right. When, right. In, in the, like the, the page, for instance, I, I, hate, I hate using them as an example, yeah. but it seems like they make a lot of really good roster decisions and they right. really know what they're doing. They don't keep guys like that. No. You know, and they, they if, really good teams don't keep guys like that. So I think that's, it, it, you know, I'm not going to fault the Jets for that. It's a trade of the really good teams. If you don't think a guy's going to help you, he doesn't have the right attitude, especially if someone's fined $100,000. I know. I mean, in just many, a couple of months. You missed? I'm telling that's, that's you. That's unbelievable. I can't believe that. When that came out, and sometimes, you know, these teams like to spin stuff to make themselves look good. But this story was not a spin. Like, he literally got fined $100,000. Like, what were you doing? And you know what? They kept it in-house. And like you said, you know, good teams cut bait with assets they know that aren't going to bring any value. And that, this, I, you know, it's unfortunate. We really wanted to have Ja'Kai play as our pass rusher because we do not have a pass rusher once again but it is what it is man i wish the kid best of luck he'll be over there in seattle with with uh, p carroll and them and we'll see what happens but the one thing i wish is that greg williams would have used him and just used him as a pass rusher and not tried to do all these other things with him which he really wasn't good or wasn't able to do. And another guy that got cut, Mike, is someone that you were not happy with was, and I shouldn't, well, not got cut, but someone that got rid of is Perry Nickerson, who they actually ended up getting a little value for. And I, as you mentioned, Mike, to me earlier, not someone that you thought they could maybe get anything for and he would just get cut. So getting a conditional pick, theoretically, in a fuse is not that bad. No, not at all. I thought this was a great job by, by the Mountain um, getting anything of value for this player. I mean, he was a six-round pick. Really didn't show anything last year during this season. And then this year, with as bad and as thin as our cornerback group is, he couldn't really stand out. So the fact that we were able to get even anything back from him, which we probably won't since it's a conditional seventh, um, still was 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 a good move there. And and then the, the, the two that really hurt a lot of fans... Uh, hearts was the cutting of Greg Dortch and uh, Deontay Burnett. It looks like Greg Dortch got signed back to the practice squad, which is really great. But the unfortunate thing is, is that Dortch really was only good at punt return ability, and he lacked in being a receiver. And opposite, Burnett was okay as a pass catcher, but he didn't really show any other attributes that he could bring. And like you, you had a good point before. You know, when we're talking about players that are back, like forty-five. 48, 50 on the right. They have to be able to provide value in many other different arenas, you know. So that's why, you know, it, 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 it's unfortunate. Everybody loved Dorch. And you know what? He made the practice squad. Hopefully, maybe next year, he, you know, he can grow and learn. But uh, it's unfortunate. Burnett didn't even get signed to the practice squad. Yeah, he's just flown out there down to Senor. Somebody, I think, will probably, know, we'll probably We'll probably speak to him soon. Now, we know the guys that got cut from the team that, you know, I think I thought I thought Dorch would make the team. Right. But I think one of the reasons that Dorch didn't make the team is because they knew out there in waivers they might be able to get someone that can give equal value. And one guy that might give them equal value, or even better value, is someone they grabbed from waivers, Mike. And before we get to the guys from the Jets kept on the team is Braxton Berrios, who they snagged from the Patriots. Yep. Little guy, but decent punt returner. 
and he wasn't really healthy last year. I know he's somebody that the Patriots took in the. I think they took him in the sixth round. Or yeah, fifth round. Or yeah, something they like did. So Twenty eighteen, they took him in the sixth round. So and you know that's that's uh, you know they usually hit on those picks the yep. Patriots. So I'm, I'm really happy they grabbed him. And when it comes, we'll get into the other guys that we got off waiver pickups, and we'll get into Barrios in a sec, Mike. But are you surprised, Mike, that the Infinity Stones are still in East Rutherford right now? Are you surprised that? Canadian Thanos is still on the roster. I, mean, I, I saw nothing from Shepard in the preseason at all. I mean, when you cut Doug Middleton or you cut Greg Dortch and you keep that Canadian Thanos, I just, I wonder, maybe there's something there that Greg Williams likes. Um, he really didn't show anything from us. I was very, very surprised that he made the team and he made the team. And not only that, they added another defensive lineman. I mean, we're really deep at defensive line. Um, but yeah, I was really surprised. And, you know, I'm rooting for the kid. I want him to be good. I would love to have Canadian Thanos back on the show. Yeah, no, you know what? Maybe maybe we'll throw him a little bone. He made the team, so you know what? Let's go ahead. Let's give him, let's give him a little soundbite right here. Canada, there we go. Thanos, there's the rings. All right, back to the schedule here, guys. Now, another now, guy that's kind of a surprise, Mike, that made the squadron. Kind of a surprise to me. I, I Maybe it shouldn't be a surprise, I should say, Mike, because they didn't sign him in the offseason. But it's Bellamy, who literally was, I didn't even know, you wouldn't even know when he was on the Jets in the preseason. No. He did absolutely nothing. He didn't do anything. I, and we're paying him the amount of money we're paying him. He's a vet receiver with special teams upside. I, he didn't do anything for me. And honestly, I would have, I would have kept. Greg Dorch over Bellamy. He didn't do, show me anything. He's like one of those cats that, you know, has that reputation of being a good, you know, veteran receiver, but he, it's just his name, really, that promotes his brand and his time. I don't really know what value he really brought. And the other guy I thought was just crazy was Arthur Merlette. He was terrible in the preseason. He got burned so many different times. He just was not good, and I don't know why keeping a player like that on the team is worth anything. So I was a little surprised with him. And, you know, some of the waiver pickups we had, guys, like we said, we had Braxton Berrios, Grab Myers from the Rams, who was actually a pretty good player. The Rams yep. have a, gr- a ton of good defensive linemen. So that they had they had to make some t- tough cuts there on the Rams. And like, yeah, yeah. And he, I think, Mike, he got, did he get a sack on Brady? He did in the Super Bowl. All right, so that should make all Jeff fans happy. So Absolutely. there you go, guys. He's already, he's already sacked Brady. And I know none of the Rams did anything he's in that Super Bowl good. good. He at least sacked Brady. Yeah, he got. Yeah, him. no, this um, is a great. This is a great pickup, though. This kid is. And, really and that's a good. fourth round pick too, by the yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Bennett Jackson, drafted by the G Men back in 2014. You know anything about this guy? What? He never played a regular season. I think game. he played at Notre Dame, to be honest with you. Um, I don't know. I thought I thought he'd be better than he was. Obviously, he's still he's watching around for a couple years. Well, he could play. He could play safety and corner. So they're adding depth there because he could play either one. Now we added yep. we added Vedvik to the team here, and mm. we cut Taylor Bertolette. Yep. Um, Taylor Bertolette's time with the Jet last year was short and sweet, mm-hmm. and his time this year was short and sweet. Mm-hmm. He's off the team, guys. Little He's missing flavor. kicks. He's missing kicks left and right. We cannot have this nonsense no. go on with no. kickers, and they're missing easy kick, uh, missing extra points, and things like this. We signed Vedvik to the squad, Mike. Now Vikings gave up a fifth round pick to get him. Right. Which is interesting. Right. And then he went one for four in the preseason. I have no idea what the circumstances were at all. And they cut him. 
So we grab him. Which, so, you know, he must have some... He had some value to the Vikings. He gave him a fifth-round pick, which is unheard of for a kicker. Right. But he's never attempted a kick in an, you know, a, an actual well, regular season right? NFL game. Oh. Okay. No, at all. Yeah. So his yeah. first kicks he's going to ever attempt in an actual NFL game will be versus the Bills. Yeah. On uh, Sunday. Uh, it that looks like exciting. the front office feels really good about this guy. They know him from Baltimore, and they're operating like they do not. They don't care about what happened over there in Minnesota. Um, but this guy has a pretty good track record, and the front office, those who came from the Baltimore franchise, they, they like this guy. And we'll see what happens, man. Look, last year, Keith, we had Jason Myers. I just went into the season, you know, crossing my fingers, and it came out good, you know? So kind of the same thing here. No, I know, but this is this is a guy. What he's from Norway. Yeah. So we we have a legit Viking kicker coming in, and now the Vikings traded for a Viking. Yeah. Which I should have also mentioned earlier, which is very ironic. But then they cut the Viking. Now he's on our squadron. I mean, the guy probably has a you know a monster leg. But damn, that those wins at MetLife Stadium. It's not nearly as bad now as it used to be. Um, when it when it when it was Giant Stadium, but God, man, you. Anyone that gone to a Jet fan or John fan's gone to the games, you guys know, man. It's, those winds are kind of crazy down there in the Meadowlands. You're in the parking lot for games, and all hell's breaking loose. <laughs> blowing all over the place. Napkins flying everywhere. Oh, and it's tough. It's tough. So I'm, I'm interested to see how that works out. And I think the Jets were very, very shrewd with their waiver pickups. We had this, Obviously, we had the third waiver claim of anybody. And getting rid of Polite, you know, really didn't bother me too much. I yep. think grabbing Berrios was a good move. Um, grabbing Myers is a good move. Vedvik will see how that works out. And the roster is ready to rock and roll, guys. Yeah. And we're primed for week one. Week one coming up. MetLife Stadium, 1 o'clock Eastern Time. Jets, Bills. Let's go! Okay. The situation uh, kind of got heavy on me. All right, everybody, here we are. On the precipice of the football season, Wookie, Ooh. we are sitting there at the doorstep, yep. waiting to walk in to this gigantic party known as... Yep, it's going to be a good time. ...the NFL season. Absolutely. Yes. Week one. Yes! Let's go! I can't even wait, guys. It's going to be great. Buffalo Bills, the Hill people will show up in their blue jerseys, <laughs> disgusting, absolutely degenerate mutants that come from the northern part of New York. <laughs> uh, anyone listening to this that's not from New York, most of you listening to the show know, know the story if you're right. from New York. If you're not... They don't really count. <laughs> they don't really count as New Yorkers. They, they could be in Toronto in 15 minutes. It takes them nine hours to get to New York. So yeah. you're not real. Yeah. And they go. They love to come down and be like, but your stadium's in Jersey, bro. Yeah. So we're the only New York team. <laughs> and, they, and like, then you look at his girlfriend next to him. As he's saying it, she's, she's like going like this. She's stroking her five o'clock shadow oh, God. on her chin because she's an absolute mountain beast. <laughs> I despise oh, Bills God. fans in every single way, shape, or form. Can't stress that enough how much I despise them and their fan base and every single player on their team. With that said, I'll definitely give an objective viewpoint when it comes to this breakdown of this game, Michael. But I always have to mention how much I hate the Bills. But I'm ready to get the season started. Stoked to really play real games. Sam, the squad, Le'Veon, Gase, all the new players we have. Ready to get it going, Mike. I'm stoked for week one. And like you, I hate the Bills. You know, there was a year, two years ago, they made the playoffs with Tyrod Taylor. You know, they had a pretty decent team they were putting together. And they tried to they tried to literally tank during that season so that they could try to move up and go get a quarterback. And they put Nathan Peterman in, remember that, when he threw five interceptions and a half. And like and then and everybody was just like, Why is Tyrod Taylor sitting on the bench? And like so they try to like 
like they weren't ready to tank, right? But they were just trying to manufacture a tank or whatever. And anyway, what bothers me about this team is that they can't even position themselves right to get the players that they want. And they ended up taking Josh Allen in that draft, who last year had a 52.8% completion percentage in 12 games. He did rush for 631 yards, which was tremendous, and eight scores. But I think Allen is a jabroni. Jabroni's and I have o- he's the only quarterback in that draft class from those five different quarterbacks that I didn't like at all because he's not accurate. And Sam Darnold, to me, is leaps and bounds ahead of him. And to try to equate both of them, like Josh Allen is even on the same level as Sam, just bothers me. And when you go down and you look at the roster the entire roster, and you see all the different ads they've added since they got Josh Allen and we got Sam Darnold, we, across the board, have better talent. Across the board. Like, they, for instance, they drafted Cody Ford at right tackle. Wow, they got him in the third round, you know? Well, we upgraded our offensive line with Osemele. I will argue till... The Cats come home that Osemele is definitely a better value add for the line than Cody Ford. Wouldn't you agree? Well, yeah, he's been an all-pro, this dude. So, I mean, Cody right. Ford has a ways to go before he's even at that level. So exactly. That, that's, a, that's a proven commodity right there in Osemele. Exactly. And then and then what happened? We were, going after, uh, uh, um, we were going after a center. And they decided to pay Mitch Morris, the, make him the highest paid center in the history of the league. Well, Mitch Morris, to me, is average at best and what did we do we ended up getting ryan khalil off the couch and signed him to eight million dollars and he's not that not far off from uh morris as far as talent wise and we're paying him far less yeah I mean, that's true i mean the pro football focus rankings for those two centers last year was not that far off at all we got we didn't have to give up as nearly as much money obviously it's eight million dollars for this season for khalil and we'll see what happens next year with that they gave up a ton of money, a ton of guaranteed money to sign a center, which doesn't happen often. We were trying to get him too, but the money they gave him was, you know, it's exorbitant for someone that's probably middle of the pack. And Khalil, when he was in his prime, was way better than, you know, Morris has ever been. Right. Uh, but now he's obviously a little older now, coming out of retirement, you know, kind of chilled the whole offseason, healthy. And, you know, I think that's another place I think we do have an edge, Mike. I agree. Yeah, yeah. And then let's go look at running back. Singletary, who I didn't think was going to be a good running back. You know, everyone is kind of high on him in fantasy. But Frank Gore is the starting running back there. We got Lev Bell. I don't even need to get into that. You know what I'm saying? They went and, and they also got uh, Dawson Knox, tight end. We've got Herndon, who's much better. They went and got Cole Beasley and John Brown. I mean, Jamison Crowder alone is better than all their receivers. Jamison Crowder by himself, value, is better than each of those receivers. Yeah, I agree. I mean, Beasley, Zay Jones, and John Brown, all those... Zay Jones is okay, and Beasley was okay with the Cowboys, and John Brown's fast, and he's okay too. But none of those guys are great receivers. No. And I think I would take Crowder, you know, for my for my money, I would take Crowder over any of those guys. Yep. He's one of the fastest guys that's been drafted in the last couple of years. A great slot receiver. Robbie Anderson's far better than any of them, not even close. Yep. And even Quincy and Nunwa would take over any of them, too. So I, I would take any of the Jets. We, we obviously sound very biased, right? But I would take any of our three top receivers over any of those three receivers on the yes. I mean, and it's not even being biased. It's just fact. It's just fact. And, you know, 
they got Ed Oliver at number eight. Well, we got Quentin Williams at three. So, like, you're trying to equate Ed Oliver to Yeah, and Mike, Williams? that's one like, thing. You know what, too? They got Ed Oliver. Now, last year, the Bills' defense was obviously really good. Yep. And they finished second or third in the league. Uh, yeah. They second in the league. And when it came to passing-wise, they were number one in the league. Only gave up 179 a game. They only were 15th when it came to rushing yards a game. So the defense was really, really good. Lost some guys, though. They drafted Oliver. A little bit different defense this year. They're still going to be really tremendous, I think, on defense. I think they're going to be one of the top defenses still. Yeah. But I don't know if they're going to... I think last year, to a degree, when you play the Jets twice and you play the Dolphins twice, that's going to help your stats. Yeah. And yep. I think last year, I'm not trying to, you know, I'm not trying to take a shot at us guys here, you know, Jet fans. I know when the Dolphins play the Bills, I mean, that's probably helpful, too. I don't I don't know if, I don't know if they, they're going to be at the same level this year, but I do think they're going to have a good defense. And that might be somewhere that overall on defense, that's where they might have an edge on us, Mike, even though our defense is going to be good, too. But yeah. when you look at the offensive talent and you stack the offensive talent up, yeah. position by position, I do think we have a lot of advantages on that. Yeah, and to your point, they got Tredavious White. Tredavious White is better than anything we have at cornerback. I'll give them that, um, especially in within their secondary. But overall, the team, I think they're nowhere near as talented as, as we are. I think we got the better value. Sam to Josh Allen, Quinn and Ted and Oliver, so on and so forth. All these people's making noise about the Bills making the playoffs or beating out the Jets. I... I just look at them like funny. Like, did you not see? Like, there's all this hype over all these players that the Bills got. And I'm like looking person for person. I'm like, the Jets got better people. <laughs> like, you know, and, you know, I don't I don't understand it. But go ahead. Jump on their bandwagon. We beat the out of you guys on Sunday. I don't want to hear not a word. And, and, and the Bills, all these division games we know are tough, guys. And I'm hoping this the, the home field advantage is going to help us. Three-point favorites, the Jets coming into this weekend which usually means the game's about even because the home team usually gets those three points. Now, last year, Bills and the Jets, when it came to the total yards on offense, Bills were 30th, we were 29th. So, pretty, pretty, we can't, we can't act like we were so much better because, and the main reason they would get a lot of yards a game was their rushing attack. Right. And a lot of it had to do with the uniqueness of the way that Josh Allen played the position last year. Yep. Much like Cam Newton, but the difference is when people try to compare him to Cam Newton and say he's a similar type player, I get that he's really big and I get that he ran for a lot of yards. Here's the difference. Cam Newton's rookie year, he threw for 4,000 yards. Exactly. Exactly. And, you know, Josh Allen last year threw for 2,000 yards. Yeah. Uh, over 16 games, it's not really comparable, and I don't, I don't, I don't see. And Cam Newton, don't get me wrong, he's had years with a very low completion percentage. Right. A couple years of those, a couple of those years, he was hurt. I mean, last year Cam was way above 60. Yep. percent um, That's somebody that throughout his career has had up and downs. Don't get me wrong, but they're not the same type of player, you know. And I don't, I don't, you know, I'm not trying to downgrade Allen. He ran the ball really well last year, but he wasn't accurate at all in college. No, and he was not accurate at all last year either in the NFL, no. and that very rarely is something that a player just corrects yep. in the NFL. If you're if you're inaccurate in college, it's very rare a guy gets to the pros and then all of a sudden he's more accurate right. when the, when the when the difficulty gets you know increased. So that doesn't happen very often. So coming into this game, Mike, we're just talking about this weekend. You know, they added Gore to the team in this offseason. You know, they added Beasley. They've added Brown. They add some interesting ads to the Bills. None of them, none of them, they didn't really add anyone that's of crazy value because no one wants to really play in Buffalo. Right. And well, AB got offered to play there, and he literally said, he's like, I will never play football again. And I do hope anyone that lives in Buffalo, if you're listening to this, you understand that's the value of your city. 
to top level NFL players. They don't want to go there. If you get drafted, you have no choice. Right. If they give you guaranteed money more than the other team, maybe guys like you know what, screw it. I guess I'll go to Buffalo. It's I would rather not play football this year. Yeah, it's like it's like a prison sentence for a, for a professional athlete. Coming to this weekend, I do think you know they they at least added a few little weapons, even if they're a little older and they're not the greatest weapons in the offseason. Their offensive line is okay. The, the, the defense we know is really really good, but we have the new offense with Gase. We knew new weapons that we had everywhere. I even think yeah. Ty Montgomery is better than Frank Gore or any running backs they have too. Mike, we didn't mention that before when we're going through our running backs, so we don't really have to compare because we have we have Bell. So there's no point in really comparing. But I mean, last year our offenses were comparable. Passing attacks were comparable. They were 31st. We were 25th. The thing that they were pretty good at last year and where the strength of their offense was rushing, they were 8th in the league. Right. Uh, and you know, and that that's where they're really strong. They averaged 124 yards a game last year. Uh, Shady McCoy's off their team this year. They're going to go with Singletary. They're going to go with Gore. And they're going to get some rushing yards from Allen. Yeah. Mike, I know you're not a fan of Singletary at all. I think and you know, strong. like you said, he wasn't, he wasn't really that good. Of a prospect, and you know, no. it seemed like someone that wasn't really that fast either. Small, fat, un- slow. He, he couldn't catch. Like, what? What is so special about this person? Like, I, it just boggles the mind. Like, what? What is real? I mean, this guy is a scrub to me. And you know, when they took him, I was like, oh yeah, par for the course. That's what they do. They take and he, even with all the yards. Even though the uh, you know last year they were eighth in rushing, they were thirty first in passing. The thing is, how you really put points up in the league is the passing game. So when right. it came to points per game last year, they averaged just a hair under 17 points a game. It was 16.8. Jets were 23rd in the league at 20.8. And that's with, you know, that's operating with like an offense with a rookie quarterback. So yep. that's actually that bad. Where right. they really have an advantage on us, Mike, if you look at the stats from last season, is defense. Yeah, no, and, and you're absolutely right. If you saw the fir- in first game, you know, Trimon Johnson was uh, uh, hurt and... The first play, they did a bomb to Foster right off the bat, scored a tee on him. So, Tremon better be watching out right away and make sure that, you know, they're not attacking him. And then also, um, the utilizing of Beasley in the slot, you know, I think that that's where they may try to go as well to try to expose some of our secondary weaknesses. But they really need to contain Josh Allen and make sure he doesn't get outside. And just make sure there aren't any long bombs beating uh, Tremaine or or Daryl Roberts. Because I'm sure that that's some of the game that they'll try to go ahead and execute. Yeah, I mean, coming into this season, guys, last year's stats, I'll give them to you real quick. Bills, number two defense in the league. Number 15 versus the pass, number one. Number 15 versus the rush, number one versus the pass, which is wow. impressive. I don't, I don't wow. think anybody would think that the Buffalo Bills last no. year were number one versus the pass defensively. Nope. 179 yards a game team's average versus the Bills, and that's a couple reasons for that. They had a good secondary, and also they get to the quarterback, so you combine those yeah. things. It's hard to, it was hard to pass on the Bills. And also, a lot of games, also, not for nothing, they would be getting smashed, and teams would be running the ball, so that's helpful as well. When it right. comes to the Jets guys last year, 25th in defense in yards, 26th against the pass, 24th against the run, so equally as bad. One of the worst, one of the lower defenses in the league. I think they're going to be much improved this year. <laughs> Buffalo had 16 interceptions just last year. I think this year they'll, they'll be in for the same amount. I think they do have a good secondary, like you said, Mike. They have good signings, and you know they have Hughes, they have Edmonds, they have Alexander. They have a lot of good players on defense, but. The Jets have a lot of good players on defense, too. And I think with the new scheme they have with Williams, especially going into this game where you have a quarterback like Allen. Now, we're going to see what type of improvements he's made in the offseason, Mike. I don't know. Somebody like him who's inaccurate, I think we're going to try to bait him into something. Yeah. You know, maybe maybe the first quarter or so, the Jets aren't as aggressive. We see how the game plays out. But I am interested to see how the Greg, De- Greg Williams defense works and looks on the field. And, uh, you know, the, the Bills are just not a team that, that scares you that much, even though it's a division team. 
even though they can run the ball pretty well. I know I'm just I'm just obviously it's week one. Right. Jets favored by three. I think this year is going to be much different than last year. I think our offense is going to be much better than last year. Um, we had some horror shows versus games and games in our division last year, but I think they're going to start off well, Mike. I, I I am not sold on Josh Allen. I'm not sold on their receiving core. I'm not sold on their running backs either. Right. But one thing that we have a deficit at is cornerback. You know, in the secondary. So I don't know. Even even matters if teams have the best receivers. As long as they're competent and run their routes right on time, teams might be able to still get after us considering that, Mike. Yeah. Keith, uh, our listeners love our podcast because we don't hold back. We're very emotional. We we say what we feel and we act the way we act. And our most listened to show was the show when we they fired um, Mike McCagney. Remember that? I mean, you came on there. It was very quick. Like You were like, son, we got to get on there. And we didn't even write up an agenda or nothing. We just... We just literally just fumed about what happened. Now, obviously, it ended up working out in our favor, the Jets' favor. But I'm going to tell you this, Keith, and all our listeners. If the Jets lose to the Bills, I'm going to be as angry as I was on that show. I'm going to be really pissed. Because I hate... I hate the Bills. I mean, I hate the look. I hate the Patriots. That's that's on another level. That's like that's like Jedi versus Sith level hatred. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Oh, absolutely. But yeah, but uh, but 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 the Bills. I just I look at them and I'm just like you're, you know, you you shouldn't be given the accolades you're given. You guys are scrubs to me, and we should just you know dismiss them. But if they win, I'm gonna be really angry. I'm gonna be angry. Yeah, yeah. That wouldn't that wouldn't be good. No, it's if, true. If the Bills win. <laughs> I don't think they're going to win, though. I think we're going to take Bills, it. like, you you go, if you say you, like, lived up in Buffalo and you went on a dating app, every chick look, <laughs> looks like Kevin James. <laughs> You're just like, yo, what's going on up here? Like, what's the deal? Like, when I was single, sometimes it would, like, geographically just, like, for some reason, scoop up, up upstate New York. And I'd be like, wait a minute, this is what these dudes deal with up there? Like, I'm sure they're lovely women. Big shoulders, Big, like, offensive lineman shoulders, you know? Oh. Just very homely. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. And, you know, that's what happens. Those upper those upper regions, yeah. upper north mountain regions like that, that you, evolution just made them survive that way. Yeah. Well, it's evolution. Yeah. The bigger, stronger, sturdier women survive. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. that's what, and that's what you're dealing with up in Buffalo. Yeah. And then they come down to Jet Games and they yell and scream and we look at you like, oh my God, is this... And it's, it's 2019. Sometimes you, can't, you don't know 100%. Oh, no. I'm pretty sure this is a chick. Right. Could be a dude. Awesome. Yeah. But, awesome. um, hey, you know, yeah. clowns. You know, when anytime, um, I, anytime I think of a Bills fan, I just think of... Let's not get into this right yeah. now. <laughs> um, we don't need anything. You know what? Let's, no. gonna, let's edit that part right out. Yep, no, 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 you know, there's no. We have never speak of this again. <laughs> yeah, this. But I'll just, we'll just say this: ABG team, an ABG fan. Just let, let just, let just put this out there. So in your minds, you have no doubt that in the crowd, your boy holds it down. Yeah, yeah. That's, yep. that's, that's, uh, that's what I'm saying. That's And say no too. Bills fan and no other fan is coming into our house. Yeah. In my zone, I'm not. We don't, we don't have to tackle people. I'm not saying that, but people are not good with their words. And other people argue with their words. And some people drink some beers and they can they can't articulate. And some yeah. people can. Sometimes you have to you have to get into some people. It's hard to do with the Pat fans, but Bills fans, stand to the side. You've lost four Super Bowls, you have nothing to say. Yeah. You have nothing to say to us. <laughs> nothing to say at all. Every girl in Buffalo is like Tony Danza. I don't want to hear it. 
Oh, man, I can't wait, Keith. Um, So I think that the offense is going to be electric. I think that Le'Veon Bell is going to go for over 100 yards and and have uh, maybe 50 to 80 yards receiving. I think they're going to utilize Bell a lot in this game, especially for the fact that their passing defense is so well um, put together. I think we're going to utilize Bell. I think we're going to utilize Montgomery. And uh, I think Sam is going to have a decent game. He may have an int and a touchdown. Um, not not anything crazy. And uh, But I still think we're going to win this game. Um, and I say we're going to win 27-14. I like it. You know, I think it's going to be a tight game. I think there are two teams coming into the year that are probably more evenly matched than we think. I think the Bills improved a little bit. If there's any maturation at all from Josh Allen, the Bills should at least be able to move the ball because of the way he runs the ball, too, and the way they're right. able to run the ball. So I think it's going to be a tight game, and I think we're going to walk away with a W. And what I'm, one thing I'm worried about, Mike, and me and you were talking about this before the show, is, you know, this is going to be... You know, Sam's been working with Gase, obviously, the whole entire offseason, the whole entire preseason. But when you get into the actual games, it's a little bit different, right. obviously. You know, a different speed. Right. It's the real deal. Right. Guys are coming at you a million, million miles an hour. And that's when I want to see Gase's calls. Yep. That's when I want to see him have a game plan and stick yeah. to his game plan. Because when they hired Gase to the Jets, one of the reasons me and you were upset about it is the knock on him or one of the knocks on him when he was in Miami is that he'd have a game plan and be working and he'd deviate from the game plan yeah. and do something else kind of outsmart himself so did he, has he learned from his mistakes you know has he not learned from his mistakes so these are the things I want to see and I want to see how it goes down and if there's any if it's going to take any time for Sam just to kind of get into a groove with him if it's a week or two or three weeks um, it's just kind of tough to play Buffalo right at the beginning of it so I do think it's going to be a tough game I do think yeah. that we're going to win the game, but I don't know if we're going to score as many points as you think, Mike. I think maybe it's going to be closer than you think. Maybe like 2017 W by the Jets, um, or we just squeak it out right at the end. But a win's a win, no matter how you get it. Absolutely. And I think they match up well with us, Buffalo. I do think it's a new team here with the Jets. And, you know, if our offense, you know, can move the ball, get a few touchdowns, if this kicker we have that has never kicked an actual kick in an NFL game can just be consistent and knock these extra points Pretty through, get us a few field goals... I do think the defense can do a good enough job to keep us in the game. I agree, man. And like I said, we're going to go into it with our fingers crossed with this kicker. And look, you're right. Gase is going to have to prove himself as a game manager, making wise decisions. And if something is working, he needs to stick with it. And if it's not working, then he needs to change it up. But this is what a coach is supposed to do. And I'm very interested to see how he is going to be able to adapt to to the game but look at least he has the ability to control the game unlike Matt LaFleur over there in Green Bay with the nozzle uh, uh, Aaron Rodgers who took the entire did you see that story? No I did not where he has no. control over all audibles and, and, and decisions did you see that? it was on NFL Network yeah yeah so LaFleur lost his lost, lost the fight and and Rogers now has oh. full control to play That's call so whatever call he wants to make, despite wow. the coach. And <laughs> just completely emasculated immediately. Yes. Yeah, man, and, and real quick. Yeah, they're already at, at each other's throat. Yeah, so we're gonna see tomorrow night with like, like you yeah. know, it's funny. I like the floor has to go knock on Aaron Rodgers' <laughs> door. Yeah, and be like, "Can I come in?" And Aaron Rodgers probably <laughs> goes, just give me a minute. 
Hold on like, he makes him wait a few minutes while he's finishing. <laughs> Alright, what do you got, bro? Like, then talks to him. But Mike, I think one of the keys to this game this week, and then we'll get out of here real quick. And the main key to the game is going to be the Jets' offensive line because you could run the ball a little yeah. bit on the Bills last year. We have Le'Veon Bell now, and we have an improved offensive line. So that's going to be the key because I think they'll be able to, you know, I don't think the Bills are going to be the number one team against the pass this year. Right. But it's going to be hard to pass the ball on them. I don't know if Sam's going to have 300 yards and three touchdowns this week. Might be 175 yards, 200 yards, and a touchdown. But they're going to have to be able to run it. Because right. that's where they were vulnerable last year. I know they had Ed and Oliver, but I do think that they'll be able to, you know, with the offensive line they have now, I think that's that's going to be the key. And I think they're going to be able to run the ball, I think. And that's going to be um, the key to keeping these drives going, the key to getting those short right. down and distances. So Sam's not trying to, like last year we know, we were one of the worst teams in the league on first down. Yeah. Maybe, maybe the worst. And so Sam was always in second and long. And he was the best third down quarterback and one of the best in the whole league, you know, right. Sam last year. So, you know, those third down situations, are usually high pressure, but usually they're shorter down distances. Yep. So give them those same shorter down distances on second down, oh, yeah. you know, instead of it being third down. That's what they have to really focus in on and being much better on first down. And I think with an improved run game, they'll be able to do that uh, this week for sure. Absolutely, man. Well, hey, let's just see how this plays out. I'm really excited, and I think it's going to be a W, man. I, I, I'm pretty confident we're going to go in there and take our first win. We really need to because the first part of our schedule is really difficult. So we're going to need these That's true. Wins, and right, Wookie, we're going to give you 20 seconds here if you want to mention anything real quick about the Giants. Go ahead. Uh, Week one, Cowboys. What do you got? Zeke's going to be back. This is going to be uh, a you-know-what show. I hope we I hope we compete. I hope we compete, but I I, I don't see us. Oh, you're anticipating you're going to get smashed. I'm not saying we're going to get smashed, but I know I, I'm, I'm anticipating a loss. Okay, all right. I'm just trying to be. I'm just trying to be a realist. I'm anticipating a loss. Too. Oh wow, <laughs> burial. There we go. Max, he's not a good guy. He's a bad. He's a bad guy. Now, this right. is one of the things people don't realize. Mike is mostly a good human. Inside, deep though, some bad guy parts are in there, and they are. They're all related to sports. They're not related to real life. No. Uh, if he can torture <laughs> you about sports in some way, Mike will do it. Just, just know that, even though he's a good Christian man with a, with a tremendous big heart. If he could torture you about fantasy or real sports, Mike will do it. But uh, we'll see what happens with the G, man. Who knows? Those division games, you never know, Look, They no. might take a W. We'll see. Uh, we'll see what happens. But I do think the Jets are going to win. I'm stoked about week one here with yep. the Jets. Hey, can I ask you guys a question? I'm in a survivor pool, and I picked the Ravens as my survivor pick. Do you guys agree with that? Oh, yeah. They're playing oh, the Dolphins. Yeah. The Dolphins are the crispiest <laughs> dumpster biscuit ever served up. <laughs> In the history of professional sports, oh, <laughs> they're 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 in Miami though. No, it's that's why I was a little hesitant. No, no, they're, they're gonna be horrible. They're gonna, especially the fact they lost Tunzel. They're they Rosen is finished. They they yeah. pretty much are just well. This they're they're tanking to get two or to get Herbert. Oh yeah, um, and hopefully one of those guys. I mean, those, those guys are kind of game changing type quarterbacks where. Right. Josh Rosen's just the son of like an orthodontist. Yeah, who was good. Who was yeah. good at football like a little bit in college. Did you have a sub with a job? And then job. you got immediately replaced after one year, which has never happened in the history of the NFL to a quarterback. No. So I'm saying guys have been not starting the second year. No one's been drafted tenth or eleventh and been replaced immediately by another guy. It's never happened. It's unheard of. Nope. And then it might happen to him. Again, Again. Yeah. and they'll play this year. He asked her. There's no. Re- they didn't trade. I was. I think it was the top of the third round there, or the end of the second round. They didn't trade. Oh yeah, the, second, the end second, of the second round. round. So yep. they didn't trade that to, end to you know, yep. not play him. I, I would right. think at some point, especially if Fitzpatrick gives them a better chance of winning and they want to tank. Right. You toss Rosen in. Oh, of course. You toss him in. You just let him get crushed out there. 
and hopefully he's playing a game that I can go to out there at MetLife Stadium, and I could see him just get absolutely annihilated. And I'm not wishing harm on him. Oh, no. I uh, hope he gets up from the hit completely, and he's totally fine. But I'll take a like, old-school 1987 NFL Films highlight. <laughs> yeah. Blindside crushing hit. You know how some a- you know how some animals will attack, wound something, and then let their children, the younger animal, yeah. learn how to attack after it's wounded? I felt like this would have been a perfect game to put Ja'Kai Polite in. Like, just let him be like, all right, here you go. Go have fun. <laughs> you know? And just let him... Well, yeah, but that ship has sailed. But they, they, this would have been just a great, great team with a terrible old line to just take one of your young ones and be like, go ahead and have some fun. <laughs> yep. Yeah, he wasn't even in Wavos for long. He got down there and then he got... Then somehow, right somehow, Senor hooked him up with Seattle. So. <laughs> Carroll gave him uh, Yeah, Senor, Senor. Yeah, he, he Senor hooked him up with Pete Carroll. So he's got those connections. Did the hurricane... Hey, did the hurricane affect... Oh, the no, no. So? Los Wavos is on the western, yeah. um, west coast and there's never... And actually, it's right at the bottom oh, of the panhandle okay. the Baja, <laughs> Mexican part of Baja. Um, so okay. there's actually never okay. been a hurricane that's touched down on the west coast of uh, America and the Pacific Ocean so the water's not warm enough apparently okay, guys okay. Just so you know I do what's a meteorology it's really really warm in the Atlantic Ocean because it's a much smaller ocean than the west coast um, than the Pacific Ocean but hey who cares who cares about science guys but no Los Huevos I heard at least was completely fine yeah. there's other things going on down there that we'll address next time we talk to Senor because there's been some mismanagement um, he was supposed to hit on Twitter this weekend me and Mike thought he'd maybe get into a bunch of waivers nothing nope. so he disappointed me and Mike a little bit so what are you going to yeah. do Senor's a busy guy and this is a busy week hey, for him, he's so. got a lot on his plate but guys I want to thank everybody yep. for joining us this week I want to thank everyone who listened to us in the off season we're about to get into the real deal here big a big time season for the Jets a huge season for us as Jet fans that we've been waiting for for a long time, man. Sam's first year got better as the year went on. We're going into year two here. That's usually when you see a big jump in the play for the quarterback. Right. And all Jet fans are hoping for that. You know, we've been, my dad's been waiting since Joe Namath. I've been waiting my entire life. Uh, All Jet fans are sitting here waiting. Is he or is he not the golden child? Because let me tell you guys something. No matter what, no matter what your defense is, no matter what your secondary is, no matter how good your offensive line is, no matter how good your wide receivers are, no matter how good your coach is, if you have one of the best quarterbacks in the league, your team is good. Yeah. That's the bottom line of the NFL. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers had a coach for a long time that people were like, oh, what's he doing? Not great offensive line. Okay, decent receivers. The team's always been good. Right. They've always been in there. I know last year wasn't great, but they've always... Because he's really... I'm not saying Sam's going to be him, but if you have one of those type of guys, your team's going to be good. It's going to be a big year for us, guys, and it all starts this Sunday. So thank you, everyone, for joining us in the offseason. But here we go. The real deal's coming, Mike. And if anyone wants to get at us... Tweet at us, support us, tell their friends about us in any way, shape, or form. Where can they do that? Oh, you can find us on the Elite Sports Radio Network, SoundCloud, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Spreaker.com. You can follow us at Facebook at AEBG.JetsRadio, on Twitter at AEBG underscore NYJ Podcast, and on Instagram at Jet.AEBG. You heard the man on behalf of Michael Lagaris, the number one Jet fan in the state of Texas, and the big singing Wookiee, Nicholas Kronk. Oh, yeah. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. We'll get at you next week. Peace out. Hey, this is John Amos, and uh, they say it ain't easy being green. Are you ready? The New York Jets will beat anybody in the world, and I think we're going to win next Sunday. The New York Jets. I think Jet fans. Jet fans. Jet fans. Bird, ready, bird. Very passionate. Bird, ready, bird. Thank you, all you fans. They got their guy. Darnold falling to the Jets. Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold. That's such an upside. I think Jet fans. Very passionate. Brady sucks.